Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Anthony, and welcome to Spade the Podcast. We on episode six, everybody. So shout out to my listeners, shout out to my subscribers, shout out to all my supporters, because I want to tell y'all something. I've got 190 downloads. So thank you guys so much. You guys are the real MVPs. So shout out to y'all. 10 more, and I'm going to have 200 downloads. So. Thank y'all. <laughs> but um, this episode is going to be a little, little heavy, just like my previous ones. Um, this is actually going to be talking about depression, the race to fight depression, because I know this time that we're in, you're just dealing with all sorts of struggles, especially with COVID-19. You're not able to go out like you want to being confined in your homes, you're just in this mind space of you're just tired. So if you're feeling like that, you just like in a stuck in a lull state, definitely listen to this episode. Um, my boy Rashad, I interviewed him actually on my YouTube channel. And this was actually a year ago, but it's still relevant to today because he told his testimony, he told how he was in a depression state, how he came out of it, how he persevered. So you guys can definitely do the same. So y'all listen and y'all take heed and y'all soak it in, okay? But, and then y'all can hear my artist at the very end, my special artist, Gotti, got his song, River, gonna be playing it from his uh, EP, Big Dammy. So y'all check it out. Support him on all music streaming services. Apple, YouTube, Spotify, everything. So y'all check it out. That song fire. So again, without further ado, my interview from last year, <laughs> but it's still, it's still gonna, it's still good. So you guys gonna enjoy it. everyone. Welcome to Spade. And I have with me on the phone, one of my best friends that I've known for such a really, really long time. And I'm so happy that he is here with uh, with me to share his story. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Rashad Roberson. I know a lot of you guys know him. So he is with me tonight. So, hello, Rashad. Are you on the line? <laughs> hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I am well, my brother. <laughs> oh, God. I know. We like... is our mother. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jesus, mother. Mary is our mother. Oh, gosh. Rashad, how, we've known each other for like how long? It's crazy. Uh, 
exactly 16 years coming up in November. Why do I remember this? Yes. Uh, I will never. This is so weird that I remember that. Yes. Why? Mount Sinai. I joined Mount Sinai the third Sunday of November 16 years ago. And I'm, well, December is when I I got, well, I think it was like December is when I kind of got to know y'all. Like, Mm -hmm. well, I I had been known, uh, you know, the Parkers, but Mm -hmm. when I got to meet you and Anthony, I mean, um, Cameron and the others was uh, in December when we did, uh, I think we did like a Christmas concert or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So it'll be 16 years this year. Oh my gosh, 16 years. That is, that's amazing. I do remember uh, some years ago um, that you were in New York. Do you still go back to New York or um, how is that? Absolutely. Yes, I'm actually, I probably try to go to New York every two to three months. I try to go back. Okay. just because I still have a lot of uh, of things that I have to attend. And one of my mentors is there in uh, New York. So uh, every couple of months, I go back and forth or try to get back and forth um, for his events uh, that he does. Okay. And of course, I still have friends there that I, and, and family that I have to come back and visit. New York is always... Uh, um, I, I work when I go there, but it's always a place for me to just get away, relax, get my focus back intact, and then I I return back to South Carolina and uh, jump on my jump on my hustle. Right, that is awesome. That is awesome here. Um, so I brought uh Rashad on. And Rashad, he did want to um, share some of his experiences, uh, story regarding um, depression. Rashad, um, if you can share with everyone, when did you first um, start feeling the type of depression? Was it um, a certain age or... Um, how did how did that start about? Uh, wow. You know, um, I've been thinking about this question all day long. Mm-hmm. And I had so many moments in in my mind where I was like, no, I was 19. Oh, oh no, I was 22. Because uh, I remember when I turned 22 and, or, and, and stuff like that. And then I was thinking about four or five years ago and then I thought about last year mm-hmm. when it came back. So there are always moments. There were so many of these moments that I was thinking about. But now I remember literally as you asked me this question, I was taken all the way back to when I was fourteen years old. Wow. That was the first time like I really experienced depression as a child. That's what, that's, 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 that's what I remember. 14? What happened? I was 14, actually. 
I didn't know I was depressed until one night. Uh, there was a plethora of things that happened when I was 14 years old. We lived in a somewhat of an abandoned trailer mm-hmm. at this time. Uh, uh, we didn't have an oven. We didn't have refrigerator. Nothing in this trailer. It was just like some abandoned old, old trailer. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, a few rooms. I think it was like a two-bedroom trailer. Very, very, very old. Um, my mom, you know, Dally could even keep the lights on, and Dally could even, you know, afford uh, the rent for it. And uh, we, we would even have possums come and join us uh, mm. as we slept <laughs> at night. And um, and Dally and we, my mom used to fill the sinks, uh, the kitchen sinks, uh, with ice because the refrigerator didn't work. And, uh, so all of our refrigerated food would just sit mm-hmm. in ice for a couple days and whatnot uh, until she would have to go buy mm-hmm. ice and uh, put our refrigerated food back in there. Uh, of course, we didn't have a freezer, and I think we heated our food and got it the microwave, so everything was kind of microwavable there. My mom would still even put together some dinner and meals from the microwave. Um, 
just sleep very well. I didn't know if I was a wild sleeper at the time, but in my head, I think I thought I was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to accidentally roll over and forget that that mask is under me. And I wanted to stab me in my sleep. Oh, my God. And that's when I, yeah, I remember, that's when I knew, like, yeah, I'm carrying something, like, that just isn't, like, anything good. Wow. So... What is your relationship with your brother now? Uh, it's barely one. I, I can be honest, you know, it's barely one. Now, I I love my brother, uh, both of them. Mm-hmm. Actually, I only have two siblings. Um, now, we're, we're, we're cool when we see each other. Every now and again, we'll uh, talk to one another, uh, call each other, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I would say this, this is the best our relationship has been in years. Okay. That's good. At least now we can, at least now we can all sit in the same room for a a longer amount of time than where it was about five, six, seven, eight years ago. When you were in, I, I know at a time in your life that you stop singing um was that due to depression as well um i think depression uh was a part uh definitely a part of it i don't know well i think i i stopped singing uh as a whole just because um uh, yeah, I just, I was hurt. I was more hurt. And I I didn't feel like my gift was meaningful or valuable to anybody mm. anymore. Which is something I actually somewhat sort of feel there with to this day. Sometimes I feel like my gift uh, isn't enough. And I, I don't deserve to walk on the platform that I walk on. So I yeah, I still I still deal with that even to this day. Um but I I have more word of God and knowledge of the word of God to fight against those things uh in the air that that try to come against me and my destiny. But yes, uh I would say as I stopped thinking, I I did run in uh probably I
that I would I would recommend if they believe in God or whoever they believe in that they would begin to get in contact with some sort of spiritual being with inside of them, you know. And I believe that the living God, uh, the Father of Jesus Christ, which which is the same because my Bible says that I and my Father are one. That's what Jesus said. So uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe with Him inside of me. I believe that the moment negativity is spoken into your heart or your mind, your brain, whatever, I believe at that moment you are supposed to cast it down. Because the thing is, this is how depression always gets me, is when I, when there's a law that says that 60 seconds and after someone, um, you have about 60 seconds to receive what something or someone speaks or says or declares over you. Mm. So if, 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 if the word of God tells, if someone declares the word of God and tells me, I am the head and not the tail, I am above and not beneath, I am blessed, and I, I am rich, and I am not poor, I have about 60 seconds before my spirit has to intake that to believe it in order for it to happen for me. So what happens is when negativity is spoken into me, when I'm dealing with stuff and it matches up with it, I take it in. I, so when, when, when something has hurt me, and and the devil comes or whatever that thought is come to my head say well they didn't they didn't receive you or accept you because you ugly mm-hmm. oh because you fat uh, oh because you fat then what happens is i already know in my head somewhat that i'm ugly and i feel like i'm fat mm-hmm. so what happens is is i believe that when it said it instead of casting it down in a way I let it fester inside of me. And so what happens is I believe that depression comes because those words are spoken and I believe I received it and I believed it. Mm-hmm. And so depression only comes after those words have been repeated. And it can't it don't have to be the same words. It can be a plethora of things that's going wrong in your life. And you receive the wrong. But what I've learned is to have a different perception on life, period. So I cannot allow the same thing to put me in the same predicament. No, I will have a different result this time Mm -hmm. because I will respond differently. So that's how depression, I feel like, gets to me. And I think that could be the same answer for a lot of people. Is when you receive the things of negativity into your heart about yourself. And eventually what's going to happen is there's going to be, there's going to be an overflow. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean a good one. In other words, it's going to take one more person with one more negativity to make you fall. And that's how, that's how it happens to me. Now, well, not now, because I don't receive depression anymore. But back when uh, I remember when I started noticing exactly what it was, which was about a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it would happen to me. I remember when uh, I could just be randomly somewhere and something would happen. And 
eventually it's like my body would shut down. Mm-hmm. That's how depression uh, gets to me now. Um, and that's what lets me know that I have been walking in depression is when my body shuts down and, and um, my health started declining uh, because something will be going on and I'll get, I'll get test after test after test. And the doctors or nurses will say, we can't understand what's going on with you. And that's like, that's how I know that I am walking in depression. Mm-hmm. And it, it isn't until my mind is clear and where I have been fasting and I have been praying and I have cleared myself of the, of people who aren't helping me come out of what I'm in. That's when I know, like, when that, when that spirit is lifted off of me. Right. But for, for the most part, you know, I could always tell when I was walking in that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and last year, actually, I mean, I don't know if you never asked me this question, but last year was the actual last time that I made a decision that I would never, I would never experience that again. Mm. Everyone, I really really, really strongly suggest that you would take heed to what Rashad is saying. Um, Because he has given me um, a whole lot of advice over the years with different, um, you know, topics and on different situations that's happened to me. And... um, I didn't know if I was going to go ahead and say this, but I will say this because I mean, my channel is real. So I might as well just go out and, you know, explain, share one of the reasons why I felt depressed, but Rashad helped me get through that was because of um, church. Um... When I had dreads back years, years ago, and I hate, I let the comments, I hate, I let people um, said, said horrible things about me that made me cut my hair because I loved my hair. I loved my dreads. Like, you guys understand, I was, my dreads were, it was, it was awesome. Like, um, and back in church, I was known, I, I had dreads back then. And so I, I had grown dreads from, I, it was the fifth grade all the way until high school. So, but from, that period time while I was in church, you know, um, it was, it was teasing that was going on, um, different comments that I would hear, um, you know, the thing of, oh, I got, I got called a girl or I got called gay or I got called this, I got called that because of the hair, because of the high pitched voice, because of this, because of that. And, you know, you tune it out at first 
And you keep tuning, you keep tuning, you keep tuning. Um, and then life goes on. You get older. You get into um, a group that you sing with. And you love this group. But then within this group, it's still people within the group that you sing with. Because I loved singing back then. I love singing. I love playing drums. But when you're in this group and then people, again, just start talking about you over and over and over. And it was certain people that I didn't expect that would say certain things about me. And because in this group, I used to sing with a, a gospel group and I was known as the um, the one, the original hype man. So as that title came, I was always the one that was had to be hype. But in the course of me being hype, apparently some of my moves when I would, you know, clap or whatever, apparently it was too feminine and so at that time um it was not masculine enough so when you get called certain names from your choir members your it's it's takes a toll on you and then you deal with it like on the inside but you don't tell anybody you just keep dealing you keep dealing you keep dealing but then resentment just comes in as well as depression, but anger sets in because it's just like, what more do you want me to do? Because I got to a point of where I didn't, I didn't even want to dance anymore or didn't even want to um, clap like I did because I, because it perceived a, a notion or something. So I would just get reserved or not do what I used to do. And then people be like, oh, why is he not moving what like he used to? Or why is he not doing this? Or why is he not doing that? And it's just a thing of what more do you want from me? So I left. I left. And I got bitter and I got angry. And I got angry at a whole bunch of people. Whole bunch of people. I'm I'm definitely not I'm not gonna call names or anything like that. No. Not gonna do that. But I got angry at a whole lot of people. Um, because I felt that um and I heard news what even when I was in the group and I heard that some people from other um when we were singing at a event and some people had said some things about me and i don't know if i was there or not but it was just rumors starting to spread around about me and i'm like what did i do to deserve all of this when i'm one of the nicest people in this group but i don't do anything but and yet i always get um picked on i was broken by that group i was literally broken and 
I did not sing. I stopped singing. It was it was really, really, really a hard, hard, hard time from and then hearing all the comments again, because I know I keep saying that over and over, but I cut my hair not only because of that group, but because of what everybody told me. And the thing that I wish I did not do, I wish I would have listened to me. Because if I would have listened to me, I would have been happy with me. I would have been happy with my hair and everything. But I didn't listen to me. And now, you know, everybody is wearing dreads. Everybody is doing the style that I did. Everybody is doing that style now that I did over eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And because I listened well, to people. You, over eight, you've been growing dreads now for oh, yeah. at least at least 20, you got grew where it would have been over 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. So you cut your dreads eight years ago. I cut them in 2012. Yeah, so eight years ago, yeah. Well, no, not eight years ago. That was six. What was that? Uh, six years, seven years, six, seven years ago. I'm not good at math. <laughs> but yeah, I, if if I had, and if I could go back in time, I wish I could, but I can't. None of us can, but it's a reason for everything. I will say that um, you can't go back and change the past. What you can do is just move forward and move on with your future. I have to, I have to say this. Uh, because a lot of times for those who may be dealing with what we've dealt with in the past with, with people, people being totally and completely uncomfortable with who you are. And see, the problem is that there are those who are fighting inside of them the happiness that some, they see in someone else. See, what we are, Anthony, mm. is we are lights. And we are a reflective of the joy and the peace and the happiness that others want to have. And see, people get frustrated when lights keep walking in the room full of darkness. Mm-hmm. See, when people are insecure and are completely, totally unaware of who they are, and then you bring around people like us who are bright, who are happy and comfortable in our skin as who we are as a person of character. Mm-hmm. See, that exposes the insecurities of others. And so this is something that I've learned, and I'm going to put this down on Facebook, because I put it on Facebook before, but after this phone call, I'm really going to post it. And this is something that I've learned. I've learned to never dumb yourself down to the size of a mouth to make others comfortable when really you're the lion in the room. Wow. I remember walking into spaces knowing who I was as a king, as a lion. I knew that I could walk in a room and change the entire atmosphere. But because I 
walked into a room of people who was insecure and didn't like who I was, I dumbed myself down to a mouse, mm -hmm. which was the size of them, to accommodate them. But then I was uncomfortable. Mm. I don't care if they're from the church. I don't care if they're from the pulpit. I don't care if they're from the White House. If they're not happy and celebrating you as who you are and who you love, because when you love you, nobody else matters. Nobody else love or hate either matters. Don't you ever do it again. And I speak life into you because it's time for you to come alive again. It's time for you to go back and grab what you let everybody steal from you. Your joy, your comfortability, your happiness. It's time to get back to the days where you have nothing to worry about. You're right. God can take God can take better care of you than your mother ever had. But God, what you got to realize, God did use your mother to take care of you. He used her. But now it's time for you to let him carry you. Right. God don't love you no less because his people got dumb and stupid. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everybody out there who may listen to this and myself. I have to remind myself because I'm blessed to be in great company of people nowadays. I'm blessed to be amongst the people that God really allows me to be amongst. But I would never dumb myself down again, not even to make them comfortable. Definitely post, yeah. definitely post that. And I'm gonna I'm going to put that as my status too. <laughs> that's that's oh, yeah. I like that. And um and I can say that what's today? Today is Monday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tomorrow, because um, uh, I have um, found another church. Um, I found another church and everything, and so getting back to going in church and stuff. Um, one of my uh, co uh, not coworkers, but a customer of mine. Um, who's actually a supporter of my channel. Um, she's want me to uh, reach out to her if um, I can go to one of their services out in Laurel. So I'm going to see if she's available tomorrow just to see if um, I can go, go meet up with her. Because that's another thing that I do miss from Mount Sinai days is is church. <laughs> I say Mount Sinai, we had one of the baddest, baddest churches back then. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Rashad, again, thank you so much for Absolutely. coming on. Any other final words or um, thoughts? I love you and I'm proud of you. I'm so excited about your destiny. I'm so excited about your future. I'm so excited that Caesar has begun as a great work in you shall complete it. And oh, God's going to complete a lot of things in you. God's going to restore you. God's going to restore your vision. 